Hey out there to all people, and any plants that might be listening, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who never says no to tapioca, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Hey, Brandon. I actually don't really like tapioca. I feel like we covered this last episode. (laughs) I'm sure we did, and I don't know what tapioca is. God, they're little pearls or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, gross. No thanks. Anyway. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing all right, Brandon. Um, I didn't do much this week. I just worked a lot, so I don't really have anything fun going on that I can think of. How about you? How was your week? <laughs> Good one. Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, I've got nothing, like usual. That's, that's all right. That's all right. I watched Goosebumps. Nice. Dude, I watched Goosebumps this week. Oh what? God. I know. Oh my we're God. twinning. Oh, my God. What if we watched two different episodes of Goosebumps? Dude, this podcast would be fucking ruined if we watched a different episode. <laughs> We'd have to cancel the whole thing. We would. We that would be such an embarrassment. I would be like, I can't show my face in public anymore. My IMDb yeah. page would be like ruined. Well, it's a good thing then that we both watched "Stay Out of the Basement" part uh, one. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I watched. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, I actually watched it with my wife. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah? What yeah. did you guys think of this episode? Uh, do you want me to be really honest with you, Brandon? Never. Okay. But go ahead. I, I don't. I didn't really care for it, Brandon. Um, it just felt really like these kids were being abused. And I know we're going to get into it in a little bit, but like, I, I just, it, um, I didn't like it. Not the story itself, just the like feelings that could evoke in either children or, you know, Maybe adults that have been abused in the past. Wow. Heavy stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> we will definitely talk about it, but there's just something about yeah. this episode. Um, It has a, a dark vibe that I don't really think was intentional or... Yeah. Yeah, that's, th- that's what I think, too. I don't think it was intentional, but I don't know if it just aged poorly or, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's scary, but not in the way that R.L. Stein was like, oh, plant monster. I would say that for somebody that is growing up and they were abused by their parents, um, I think that this episode would actually be pretty, be pretty triggering for them, in my opinion. Well, I've, like, read and heard enough true crime stories that I just had the vibe the whole time, like, this motherfucker's gonna kill his kids, like, yeah. the whole the whole time. I was like, yeah, I've heard stories about shit going down like this, and it doesn't end up well for anyone. But that can't be what it is. It's, it's no. a children's It's definitely not right? that. It's, okay. ooh, Leaf Monster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't had, like, a truly dark ending yet, so, like, I'm assuming there's gonna be at least one of those, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I will say... Like, I'm skipping way ahead, but, like, I'm excited to see the next part. I, I haven't looked at it yet. Like, I wanted to, but yeah. I didn't watch it yet. So, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going, but, yeah. I'm ready to talk about it. Let's just do it. Okay. Let's get right into it. This episode begins with a teenage daughter saying goodbye to her mother. She says, I wish you weren't going. And mom tells her, so do I, but Aunt Eleanor is sick. Yeah, ain't nobody wants to go see their fucking aunt. God damn. Yeah. God, I wish Aunt Eleanor would just not be sick already. God, just dying. Fucking Jesus. Eleanor. God. The young girl, whose name is Margaret, says, I know. I'm just worried about Dad. He's yeah. been acting so weird lately. And Mom, yelling over the wind because it's really damn windy out, yeah, right? tries to tell her that it's just because Dad's so busy lately. This scene is kind of weird because I feel like they're doing ADR just like in My Hairiest Adventure just because of the wind is so fucking loud. Yeah, I could see that. Like, it is all the characters windy. sound weird. And there's some sound effects missing. Like, when she slams the trunk on the car. Oh, it, okay. Like, there's no loud bang. I didn't really notice that. So yeah, they, they didn't must add have. in all the sound effects. They had to have, like, ADR'd that then. I mean, and I don't blame them. I, d- I didn't really notice it, so they did a good job, unlike the last episode we just watched. Yeah. Better than that, for sure. And it's only, like, in this one scene that I noticed it. (laughs) They worked with what they had. Margaret says... But he never has time for me anymore. He's even stopped calling me princess. Oh, no. And this girl's, like, what do you say, 13, 14 years old? Yeah. It's really sad that she feels neglected, but... I mean, it's usually, like, 
the teenagers that don't want to spend time with the parents. So right away from this episode, I was like, okay, so we're going to be dealing with like a dad that's just like, you know, uninterested in his kids at the moment. Like, okay, I can roll with this. Like, whatever. But it goes deeper. It's, yeah, it's so bad, Brandon. So bad. (laughs) Now Margaret's brother comes out to meet them with a homemade card for Aunt Eleanor. And he's sporting the most fabulous bull cut. Oh my gosh, right? I thought for a second it was the kid from Crimson Clown, honestly. And then I was like, no, he would have been older. But uh, I almost welcomed the kid from Crimson Clown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Can we just say that this kid is fucking awful? Yeah, he is Not his character, but the acting. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I I wish Sam was in this episode. I'll take Crimson Clown Punchable Face Sam. Yeah, I hated that kid, but, like, he sold it. This kid doesn't sell anything. (laughs) Yeah, when you think about it, Sam from Crimson Clown may be one of the greatest actors of all time because everybody claims him as the true villain of Are You Afraid of the Dark? So it's like, he got to be that Joffrey of our time, you know? Yes, I thought the same thing, yes. (laughs) To put him on a very high pedestal. (laughs) (laughs) When you can make people hate you that much, like... You did You're doing something job. right. Absolutely. Mom tells this kid, aw, that's so sweet. Maggie continues her part of the conversation, saying, Dad is always down in the basement since he lost his job. Yeah. It quickly cuts to Dad in the basement. Oh, yeah. He's kind surrounded by plants. It's yeah. Like a, it's like this boom, and then you're in the basement with Dad, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right, we're in the basement. <laughs> There's vials and flasks filled with glowing green goo everywhere. Yeah, like the episodes stay out of the basement and they teleport me there. Like, all right, I'm in the basement. Sorry, R.L. Stein. <laughs> Not bad. I didn't mean to. You made me. And then, bam, we're back to Margaret. Margaret's asking mom what dad even does down there anyway. The little brother, whose name is Casey, tells her he's a botanist. He studies plants, which doesn't answer her question at all. Yeah, he just spews out the exposition. Great kid. Yes, thank you, Casey. Very Thank you for telling everybody all the information they already know, except for the audience, Casey. You did your job. I don't know. I figured it out, too, when I saw this scientist man working on plants. Yeah, you are a savvy one, Brandon. You were like botanist right there. Yep, I'm a genius. He's got this botanical garden. (laughs) Margaret tells him, I know that, but all the time? And then we're back to Dad, and he's putting some drops of something into a tube. Then we're back to Mom, who tells Margaret but mostly us, that Dad is trying to show the university that they made a mistake when they let him go. Yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. That's that's his... That's his motive. That's his motive for all of this nonsense. When I was watching this with my wife the other night, she was she heard that he's trying to show the universe what he can do or whatever. Like, <laughs> that he's not a loser. I was like, no, honey, you said university. <laughs> Like, he's just down there like, I'll show the universe. I like her version better. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) I'll show you God, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I mean, with the way the story goes, I can only assume that is actually what he's trying to do, so. Well, everything he does is an affront to God, so. (laughs) (laughs) Mom adds, you know it's never really fun to be fired. Maggie says, I know all that for like the fourth time so far. Maggie tells Mom that she just feels like something is wrong. Mom's like, it'll be fine. I'm counting on you two to take care of your father. <laughs> uh, okay. That's that's not how it works. Nope. Like, he's not in diapers. Nah, nope. Like, I assume it's like, oh, make sure he comes upstairs to eat or whatever. But even so, like, that's not their responsibility. They're home alone with their father. Like, take some damn responsibility, dude. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. Uh... Mom says, now go get your dad. I don't want to miss my plane. Yeah. She kisses the kids goodbye, and Margaret promises to take care of dad. The kids run in the house to the basement door and bang on it. Casey sighs that he never hears stuff when he's working. They bust that door open and walk down the stairs, bathed in green light. Yeah. As they approach the bottom of the stairs, dad actually opens the door at the top of the stairs, sees them, and yells, STAY IN THE BASEMENT! So I guess uh, dad was in the toilet or something, taking a very rare break from his work. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, he didn't pee in the drain in the basement this time. He went upstairs to do his business. For once. (laughs) 
The kids sheepishly make their way up the stairs while Dad stands there with his hands on his hips. Yeah. Margaret says, We're sorry, but Mom said to come get you because she didn't want to be late. And I thought, like, Mom must have missed her flight long by now. Well, maybe they're the kind of people that, like, get to the airport at, like, 4 in the morning when their flight doesn't leave until, like, 6 in the afternoon, okay? Aunt Eleanor has been dead for days. (laughs) Waiting for Dad to come out of the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Aunt Eleanor. I'm sure you're going to be relevant to the story. Oh, she's the MVP of this story. You'll see. (laughs) Dad puts on his reasonable voice and tells him, Look, kids, I'm sorry I got all mad. I just don't want you in the basement. Now walk me outside. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is up with this guy? (laughs) I don't know. The way the kids respond... Was he a dog that got turned into a person or something? I don't think that's a thing that's gonna happen. Make sure to feed your dad, kids. Take him for walks. I feel like... I don't know. I don't like the dad a lot. (laughs) I don't like him in in the slightest. And I hate that the kids are kind of like, Oh, sorry, dad. We didn't mean to go in the basement. Like, they're kind of, like, cowering a little bit at him. Um, I don't like it. I don't like the vibes, Brandon. I don't like it. Yeah. There's, like, a dark implication that if they go in the basement, like, he's gonna gonna rough them up a bit. Yeah. It's... I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it's there, and I don't like it. And, uh, I don't know if that's just because I'm an old-ass man or if I have kids and, you know, I don't... I don't know. I don't like it very much, though. And it just gets worse. Like, spoilers, it gets worse. It's like that the whole way, but, like, escalating. Blech. Dad changes out of his lab coat and into a nice sweater vest slash jacket combo. And he tells them, don't forget that thing I said about the basement. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't, don't go in the... I have to tell you in every way imaginable to stay out of the basement without saying stay out of the basement again. I kept forgetting the name of this episode, like, stay out of the basement, don't go in the basement, like, keep out of the basement, like, every form of no basement. It's stay out of the basement, right? (laughs) I believe it's stay out of the basement. Okay. But I could be wrong. Dad walks out, and Margaret is like, why is he so fucking obsessed with us not going down there? Mm -hmm. Casey states the obvious again, saying, because he doesn't want us messing with his work. Shut up, Outside, Dad gets in the car with Mom who must have been waiting there for like half an hour. And they both drive off while the kids awkwardly wave goodbye. She's very patient. She's like Aunt Eleanor is currently decomposing, but like whatever. (sighs) Yeah. So we've pretty much got all the characters of this episode now. Are there any others? I mean, there's one other, but they don't matter. Okay, I just figured you'd skip that. (laughs) let's meet these people. All right. First of all, we've got Margaret, who's played by Becky Lantos. Okay. And she was actually in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Was she? Which one was she in? Do you think you could possibly guess which one she was in? Because you won't. Was it uh, one of the first five or the six and seven season? First five. All right. Um, Let me see here. She was probably a character that didn't have much screen time. Uh, was she in Watcher's Woods? Nope. Hmm. Good guess, though. That had a lot of random girls. <laughs> That's why I went with that one. <laughs> now, what episode was she in? Yeah, you'd never have guessed this. She played girl number one in The Tale of Laughing in the Dark. Get the fuck out, really? Some some kid in the background of the she, carnival or something. You know what? Maybe she was one of the two girls in the intro when Betty Ann had to redo her story. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I didn't go back and check, but she was in that. Becky was also in a couple of other things, including an episode of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes and something called Frankenstein and Me, which I was curious okay. enough to look up. I would, too. The description yeah. reads, Teenager Earl has a vivid imagination fueled by movies like Frankenstein and Night of the Living Dead. So his name is actually Day-Day. Gotcha. Continue. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of that. And the movie also stars Burt Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. Okay. Wait, so, that's the, that's the entire like, description? Because, like, I wouldn't go see that movie if it was just like, this kid likes movies. <laughs> Yeah, that that's literally it. Okay. All right. This this kid imagines things. Okay. Yep, that doesn't sound like anything that doesn't happen on a fucking daily basis, but sure. Hey, I'll see anything with Ryan Gosling. Is it basically just like a, a documentary of just like watching a kid watch movies? It might be. It's only one way to find out. Ryan Gosling. When was this made, if I may? I'm sorry, uh, I know I I'm believe... going into this too much, but... 
I believe it was like 96. Mid-90s. Ah, okay, so Baby Goose, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Next we have Casey, who's sort of played by Blake McGrath. Yeah, to his best ability. acting credits are pretty slim, which I think makes sense. Mm -hmm. He has a couple of voice credits as one of the people who call on the phone in the Magic School Bus. You remember that? Um, like... Do they do real-life kid moments in Magic School Bus? Or am I thinking of a different show? I think I'm thinking of Arthur. Thinking of a different show. Oh, speaking of Arthur, Arthur's ending, Cortland. Dude, I know, right? Maybe now we can get Jody on the the show. You're not busy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now that that whole Arthur thing ended, Jody, would you like to be on our show? Now that the whole institution is ending. (laughs) Jeez. I couldn't believe it was still going when I heard, like, ten years ago that it was still going. I, I'm i not surprised that that happened, Brandon, because when I was looking up Are You Afraid of the Dark Kids that were on it, I would constantly see, like, the last episode was, like, 20, 2019 or, like, early 2020 or something, and I was like, I feel like it would have came back by now. So I had a feeling this was going to happen. So Blake McGrath doesn't have a lot of acting credits, which is fine, because he's not very good at acting. Right. But Cortland, as a dancer... Oh, he yeah? has a lot of credits, okay. including in Rent, Chicago, So You Think You Can Dance, Dance wow. Moms, Dance Life, and Dancing with the Stars. Really? He's on Dancing this with the Stars? This motherfucker can dance, I which watch you don't see in this episode. Spoilers. No, you don't. He doesn't dance at all. Maybe in the second part. <laughs> He's gonna... I, can, I only hope he like kills the plant down. monsters with dance. Next is Mom, played by Lucy Peacock. Now, she doesn't actually have a ton of roles, which is surprising for, like, one of the parent actors. Right. But she did have a role in an adaptation of The Merry Wives of Windsor just last year. Okay. Most importantly, she was in an episode of Forever Night, the vampire cop drama. I wonder if she was, like, Forever Night's true love. Probably. She's a hottie. You know, sometimes I like to just, like, think that these characters that we see, like, when you're like... Oh, and this person was in Forever Night. I just um, immediately, like, they were probably the main character. Like, I just make these stories for these actors based on what they were in. Like, yup. That would be nice. Wouldn't it, though? Very imaginative, I suppose. It's just like that one movie where that kid has imagination. Somebody should make a movie on me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A one-sentence description. <laughs> Cortland imagines that actors have bigger roles. <laughs> see? Starring Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I'd go see that. Is Burt Reynolds dead? Mm, I just seen him in a commercial, so I don't think so. Okay. The only person I think that people used um, in commercials after they died was when they redigitized Orville Redenbacher for the popcorn commercials, and everybody that thought was it was creepy. A, yeah, everybody was like, "That's a monstrosity. It needs to die." Yeah, that was years before like it was really possible to do that, and it's still not really. Finally, we have Dad, who's played by Judah Katz. Okay. This is a guy who's been in a ton of stuff, including a role in the Olsen Twins movie, Switching Goals. Do you remember that one? I only remember it because you owned it. I've never seen it, but I did have the VHS at one point. Yeah, I remember seeing that on your collection. Yeah, I had a stack. Judah was also in a half dozen TV Christmas movies and an episode of Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. A fucking course he was. <laughs> I was getting kind of... Uh, Disappointed because he's the last actor I looked up and none of the others were in Psy Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal. But someone's got to be in it. You can't have an episode without a Psy Factor veteran. They must have been in like the same studio or something. There's something going on. Back to the episode, we cut to Casey playing a video game. What do you think he's playing? Is it real? Do you think it's real? Well, on the screen, all we see is a really low-res version of the explosion from the beginning of Welcome to Camp Nightmare. True. That's all we see. So the game is an explosion, and there's, like, stars on it, like GTA. Like, he's got three out of seven stars, and there's a high score. So you're trying to tell me it's probably fake. It's definitely not a real game. But also, we don't even get to see, like, what it could actually be. It's just an explosion. Yeah, and he's playing it on, like, an Atari joystick. Yeah, it's just a big old joystick, and you hear laser sounds like, pew pew! Yeah. So I thought maybe it was, because I never had, like, the Atari 20-whatever Jaguar Extreme. You know that bullshit, the the Mm -hmm. 
that's not Nintendo from the 90s that nobody bought or cared about except for props on an episode poor of Turbo Park. Graphics. Anyway, I feel like I've talked too much on that. So I was just I was expecting it to kind of like loop into the Goosebumps theme song and then it didn't. So I was like, OK, well, that's disappointing. It is. But that explosion from Camp Nightmare is pretty cool. It was really great and it came out of nowhere and then nobody fucking mentioned it again <laughs> just a nice little easter egg margaret is lying on a sofa next to him until she hears a sound she jumps up and turns off casey's game yeah she asks him did you hear that he says maybe it was just the wind we do kind of faintly hear sounds like a cat dying or something and she tells him that ain't no wind. Yeah, the sound... Okay, so the sound that's coming out of the basement, I don't like it very much. It's really weird. It does kind of sound like a cat dying, honestly. Yeah, it does. It's off-putting, and it plays constantly. Yeah, like, not even joking, it kind of sounds like a cat dying. <laughs> Which is what the kids are like. Oh, I thought it was a cat dying. Yeah. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, makes me wonder how they made that sound. Good question. Did you know that they made the sound of Godzilla by, like, using a leather glove on a violin or some bullshit <laughs> no but <laughs> you do know <laughs> that's just hilarious to imagine <laughs> like this big massive majestic creature like and it's just these people like squeaking yeah a glove <laughs> squeaking a glove <laughs> oh, i love that shit though how they make sounds too. for movies and tv shows Margaret says that that sound is coming from the basement, and we gotta go down there. I have a Casey question, goes, Brandon. So, yeah. if th- you were in this situation with, like, your younger brother, younger sister, like, whatever, and your dad was just like, stay out of the basement, how long would you wait before you went into the basement? I mean, I would have already been in the basement so often that I'd be bored <laughs> of the basement. Okay. All right. I didn't know that was an option, but I'm just saying, like, for me, if, like, my dad was, like, stay out of the basement, and then he left for hours, um, I would have already well have explored every nook and cranny of that basement by now. Yeah, seriously. Because it is hours later. Like, it is dark out now. Like, the kids are like, oh, man, just, like, getting ready for bed or some BS. Uh, I would have been in that basement so long before then. When I was a kid, like, if someone told me not to do something, but I thought there was, like, a chance... A good chance that I could get away with doing it? Like, Mm -hmm. whatever. All bets are off. I feel like that's how you are now, though, Brandon. I don't think you've grown out of that. Shh. (laughs) So Maggie says we gotta go down in that basement. And Casey goes, but Dad said... And Margaret tells him, I don't give a fuck what Dad said. What if it is a stray cat and it's suffering? Yeah. We'll just take a little peek. If something sounds like a dying cat in your basement, it might be a dying cat in your basement. So you probably should check it out. Yeah. You either check it out right away or you like stay away because I don't want to get scratched by a dying cat. Yeah. Or your house just starts stinking in like a week and then it's like, well, you know what? That's your fault. Yeah. And also it's like it stinks down in the basement. I wasn't supposed to go down there anyway. Like, So whatever. it's dad's fault. Okay. All right. Thanks, dad. Now you have to work with dead cat smell. Ugh. That stuff doesn't come out, guys. <laughs> nope. Seeps into the foundation. Exactly. The stink just wafts up into the floorboards and your house is ruined. You gotta just burn it down. <laughs> Margaret heads downstairs and Casey reluctantly follows her. Now we cut to downstairs where Casey is complaining about how hot it is. Yes. Margaret shushes him like Dad's gonna hear them from the airport or something. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> We get a good look at the basement now, and it's literally just filled with plants. Yes, it's very Casey cool. remarks that it's like a jungle. And it is. It is kind of like a jungle. I think it looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I think they did a good job. Maggie says, listen, it sounds like the plants are breathing. And we do hear something that sounds like that. And in the background, you can see some of the plants kind of like moving and shaking. A little bit, yeah. It kind of gave me Phantom Cab vibes. Remember in Phantom Cab when the trees would, like, wiggle for no reason? And then they were like, oh, they were ghosts. Yeah. Casey takes off his sweater and says, I wonder if Dad's doing the rainforest. Like, yeah, what? What the fuck does that mean, Cortland? <laughs> I don't know, man. Is he trying to, like... Was it... Okay. 
forgive me for being ignorant, but in the 90s, was the rainforest in danger at that time? I'm going to say yes, but... I think it probably was, which is would be an understandable way for him to, like, shift into that kind of a conversation. Like, Dad, he's going to rebuild the rainforest, but... Um, this isn't the fucking rainforest, kid. I was just thrown by the phrasing, doing the rainforest. Like, what does that yeah. mean? I, I, the only he's thing He's doing it? Think. He's just doing he's a rainforest? Doing he's doing the rainforest! He's just Maybe it's a dance popping move. a rainforest <gasps> up in here. It's a dance move, Brandon. This is the beginning of his career. Kind of like in um, Family Matters when everybody was doing the Urkel. This is doing the rainforest. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> It does. It does. All I right. get it. All right. Perfect. <laughs> do, do, do the rainforest. Do the rainforest. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember the words to the Urkel. It's been a very long time since I have thought of it. So, Margaret turns to tell Casey that it's time to get out of there. But he's already kind of sauntered off. Instead, <laughs> love she sees... <laughs> he did the rainforest out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. This episode. (laughs) Margaret sees a little potted vine plant breathing in and out on the floor. She, for some reason, decides to just put her whole arm all up in it. Yeah. And the plant grabs onto her arm and doesn't want to let go. Right, right. Now, in typical... In typical Goosebumps fashion, this is when the kid would scream and shake their head, you know, like... (laughs) 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 But that doesn't happen, Brandon. She does not scream, even a little bit. No. She's just like, oh, it's got me. Yeah, she doesn't protest at all. Like, she pulls her hand away a little bit, but she doesn't say anything. She's not like, KC, shuffle your way this way, I need help. Nope, none of that. (laughs) Yeah. So she, like, tries to pull her arm out, and it's not coming out. But then it just does, because plants don't have muscles, and you can easily (laughs) win. I don't know. I was kind of like the Jumanji plant there for a second. Yeah. I was waiting for it to get, like, full Jumanji I forgot to fucking mention. What? I forgot to fucking mention, Brandon. I got huge Jumanji vibes at the very beginning of this episode. Um, I don't know. Like, the whole, like... Mom going to the car and like Judy and Peter were like, it felt like Jumanji to me. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. I can see that. The plants definitely give a Jumanji vibe. The older sister, younger brother. Yeah. And then the aunt, she had like the hat on just like the, or the mom, she had the hat on just like the aunt did. I don't know. It gave me super Jumanji vibes for like a little bit and then um, not at all. <laughs> yeah. If only. I love Jumanji. Such a good movie. Jumanji is so good. The sequels are good too, oh, the, but just like in rock? a totally different way. Like they don't have the yeah. same vibe at all. I don't feel like the sequels have that rewatchability factor that Jumanji has. They're still really no. good though. Yeah. I enjoyed watching them. I probably won't watch them again except like maybe years from now when I'm like, huh, I've completely forgotten everything about this. But Jumanji, the original. Yeah. I will literally watch any time like it's playing. Me too. Same thing. Um, I did really like Jack Black in the in the remakes, though, or the the, the redos, whatever you want to call them, sequels. <laughs> I don't know. Other ones. Yeah, <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> did you ever see Zathura? I did. It was all right. Yeah. It was. It was more the, right. in line with the Jumanji other ones than it was with the original. Like it's not a movie that i would be like i gotta watch that one over and over again no margaret starts to like suck her thumb because she got poked by the plant casey casually walks up now and goes what are you doing she tells him that the plant grabbed me casey says nah that didn't happen plants don't do that now for real what happened to your finger Mm -hmm. she tells him uh i just pricked it on one of those thorns if you got pricked by a thorn on a plant would your first immediate reaction be to put that in your mouth Maybe. Just as a a reflex. Alright. Okay. Just then, Dad pulls into the driveway, and he does oh, that thing that you only honk. see on TV, where you honk a few times to be like, Hey, I'm home. Any bad stuff you're doing? You have like a minute or two to stop doing. Can you imagine if parents did that in real life? <laughs> no. Because that's insane. <sighs> yeah. So Dad's fucking home. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's like the Robin Williams of this. He's wacky. Um, and then from this sequence of events on, I got the heebie-jeebies for sure from this episode. Well, this, like a lot of this, the rest of this episode, is shot very much like a traditional horror movie. It is, right? Like Goose, Goosebumps has, like, you know, the, oh, it's spooky, oh, there's vampires, blah, but, like, this, like, it's shot like a horror movie. Yeah, like a domestic abuse horror movie, yes. Like, someone's gonna get slashed. And the kids both yell, Dad! at each other and run up the stairs. Yes. When they get to the top of the stairs, Casey realizes that he left his sweater downstairs, and if Dad sees it, He'll know that they were down there for sure. Mm -hmm. Margaret goes out the front to check Dad's progress toward entering the house. And (laughs) luckily for them, he's stopping to admire every blade of grass and every grain of sand in their driveway. Yeah, but the problem here, Brandon, there's a huge problem here. These kids are freaking the fuck out, okay? Because they went in the basement and their dad told them not to. And the consequences that they're going to be facing from this are just apparently so catastrophic that they are in fear of their father. And I yeah. don't like that. I don't like They're that genuinely all. scared. Yes. Like, I just, like, if my, if my parents told me not to do something and I, like, did it and I was like, all right, I'm going to get caught. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd know that, you know, I'd just get yelled at or... Yes. Can't play video games or something like it's not that bad. No, but these, but these kids, kids are acting as if they are going to be like beaten, Brandon. They're going to be beaten. Yes. They're acting like they've been beaten in the past. And I don't like that. That's why I don't like this episode very much. This mostly like everything from now on. I just I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel like it is very uh, I think it would be really triggering for somebody that has gone through abuse, whether it's domestic or otherwise, like, as a, as a child growing up. Like, I don't think they could do it, and I don't like it. Don't think it was their intent. I don't think it they meant to do that. But no, the way that it has come across not. is just, like, it's really disturbing <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, R.L. Stein's just like, oh, they're going to get grounded. N- yeah. They're scared no. of getting grounded, but I, I don't know. It has a vibe, and I'd be interested to hear... You know, listeners out there, like, what did you think? Did you yeah. feel like it was off-putting or or if maybe it's just us, Cortland? Maybe we're just Like, we do a comedy weirdos. show. The, the best part about this is that we make people laugh. So, like, I hate to, like, oh, get down in the nitty-gritty of things. and But, like, I genuinely believe that this is upsetting. This would be upsetting to people. And I, you know, if... Like, I'm not going to put a trigger warning or anything like that in the front of things, because it's, I mean, I don't think we're going to get into it that bad, and nobody gets beaten, but, um, I just got those vibes from it. I don't like it. And I didn't even get beaten as a child, you know? Yeah. I was just watching it like, uh, uh-uh, nope, not my favorite. I don't like child abuse, believe it or not. <laughs> it's a hot take. I know, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know, uh how much we're just over reading into the situation because we both agree are. like it's not intended to be no anything more be. than but the the way they act like when the dad actually does confront them is like you're in the basement where you like they back up and they're like cowering from him and stuff and it's just like what has this man done to these children it, it's like scary yeah i was gonna say like i was really looking forward to this episode especially after the stinker last week um, but I didn't really care for this one just because of this vibe I get, and I hope that it's corrected in the next episode. I think it will be. Alright, good. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your little princess. Thank you so much for listening into our show. Whether you're new this week or a longtime fan, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. Are you looking for more laughs? Become a patron at patreon.com slash private island and get instant access to early release episodes the moment I've finished editing. We've also got lots of bonus content for you to enjoy, like bonus episodes, book readings, and more. Join today for as little as $1 a month and help support our show. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Preston, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days Faith, Sarah and Angela, the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, Matt and Farron, and the Diamond Zebo Michael. 
Thank you so much for your support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. For all the latest on the show, give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRBT Island. We make tons of content for you to enjoy for every single episode. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. I know it's a pretty short interlude this week, but thanks for listening in. For now, I'm going to let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone. Margaret runs back to the basement to yell at Casey to hurry up, and we cut back and forth to Dad's legs shambling their way upstairs. Takes him a very long way. No, well, then a very he gets long into a time. He, he passes by a planter and has to check on that next to like, Just because you're a botanist doesn't mean you have to check out everything in between your house and the driveway that lives, you know? Don't tell him how to live his life. Yeah, that's true. He might beat me, right? <laughs> he might. This whole <laughs> sequence is shot and edited in a way that's, like, really tense. Yes. Like, Dad's... It's just Dad walking to the door, but it's like... Dunna, dunna. <laughs> it's something. KC, that idiot, he fucking put his coat down and he doesn't even know where he put it. It's like, the basement's not that big, you dum-dum. Yeah, it should take five seconds for him to run down the stairs, be like, oh, there it is, and run back up. And Dad's giving him more than enough time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It just keeps cutting to him in the basement, like, getting scared by leaves and shit, and being like, I didn't just see this five seconds ago. Yeah, he's dumb. KC does actually eventually find his sweater, though... Considering the size of the basement, it took, like, 40 minutes too long. He makes it to the top of the stairs just as Dad makes it to the door. Yes. Maggie asks him if Mom made her flight. Dad doesn't really say anything at first. He just kind of stands there like something is wrong. Then he flips on a light switch and says, Yes. He begins to walk closer to them and asks, You in the basement? So, so much for Operation Sweater Rescue. It's all for nothing. Casey, you took too long to admire all of Dad's work again, which you had just looked at at your leisure a moment ago. Yeah. Dad smelled the dead cat and knew right away that they'd opened (laughs) the door. Maggie tells him, yeah, we heard some noises. Casey adds, yeah, like someone was crying. Yep. Dad asks again, did you go into the basement? Yeah, and he's advancing on these children who are like cowering and backing up. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Maggie's voice starts to get shaky as she answers, We we were scared. The sounds were really strange. And Dad, the broken record, repeats, Did you go into the basement? You know they went into the Finally, basement. Maggie Why gives the answer that he was fishing for. And he, she says yes. Dad walks closer to them, and then Dad lightens up a bit and asks, Are you kids okay? And the kids seem thrown off by this. Like, it's so crazy that he would care about (laughs) their safety. Yeah, because they were expecting him to start undoing his belt. (laughs) Yeah. Maggie says, yeah, yeah, we're fine. Dad goes, all right, come. And he leads them to the dining room table, telling them to have a seat. He asks them if telling them about the wild shit that he's been up to in the basement will help them to feel better. To which Casey says, yeah. "Yeah." Dad says, all right. I'm going to try to explain this to you as simply as possible, because you kids are stupid. Well, I'm stupid too. Explain yourself, Dad. <laughs> he says, botanists try to take good qualities from one plant and put them in another. Sure. I'm doing something a little bit more unusual. I can't tell you what it is right now. He's going to make the pug of plants. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. Yeah, pretty much. But that doesn't tell him anything. He's just... No. He just sat them down and was like, all right, I'm going to spill the beans, kids. I'm doing botanist work. I can't say anything more. I know. It's so dumb. What a waste of my fucking time. Maggie says, maybe you can tell us later. And Dad goes, oh, uh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, whatever. Maggie tells Dad that Mom rented some movies and that maybe they could stay up together eating popcorn and watching them all. Sounds good to me. And Dad brushes that shit off because he is a busy mad scientist and he scurries off. Boo. Alright. Whatever. <laughs> it makes me feel bad, like, how desperately she wants to just, like... I know. Spend time with ha- him. Spend anything. time with him and, like... 
like it's gotten so bad that the things she hated in the past with him calling her princess like she's desperate for even that kind of attention yeah margaret tells casey that something is not right casey responds back to her saying that they never should have gone downstairs oh yeah because that's the problem yeah this whole time casey is just like making excuses for dad and just like oh we should do whatever dad says it's just very much like don't rock this extremely unhealthy boat yeah it's fine he's young like whatever he's probably like what 10 maybe 9 something like that yeah he's young and he's a bad actor it's okay (laughs) he's doing the rainforest like he's fine (laughs) (laughs) later that night margaret is peacefully asleep in her bed the camera zooms into the basement door and the glowing green light spilling out from under it. And that pointless scene is quickly over, because now it's daytime. Good. And Maggie is trying her best to set up a beautiful breakfast table, complete with a flower and a vase. Yes, cliche at all. Casey walks into the dining room and sees the delicious-looking plate of food on the table and says, Yum! Maggie snaps at him, saying, Don't you dare! That's for Dad! Maybe there's some slop left in the pan over there. (laughs) Yep, that's what I heard. (laughs) Margaret is finally pleased with the table set up and begins to walk toward the basement door, but not without turning back towards her beautiful work a few more times and smiling. That is so... Like, because you know what's going to happen. It's just so bad. Yeah, it's it's like heartbreaking. She's trying so hard. To please this abusive man, yeah. She calls through the basement door that breakfast is ready, and there's no response. She calls again, but again, there's only the sound of the plants huffing and puffing. Later on, we see that the food is getting cold as the kids sit on the couch. so fucking gross. Did you see that? Like, the eggs are all sunken in and burned or whatever. And I just think, like, they did a really great job of making it look just like it has been sitting there for hours. Yeah, they probably had it sitting there for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they filmed the rest of the scenes of... I don't know. The basement door? Yeah, right. Casey's playing his explosion game again, and Margaret is reading. Casey can tell that Margaret is upset and tells her, You know how Dad gets when he's working? Maggie tells him, Yeah, weird. And Casey makes excuses for Dad, saying, He's not weird. It's just his work is more important than breakfast. Or you. (laughs) Does he say, or you? No. (laughs) Okay. Because I didn't think it was out of the realm of possibilities right there. Yeah, I added that because it's implied. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) They hear a sound, and Margaret bolts up right away. It's Dad, in his lab coat and baseball cap. Casey excuses himself to go outside and play. (laughs) When he's gone, Maggie gets up excitedly to see Dad enjoying his special breakfast. (sighs) Instead, she finds Daddy-O munching something from a jar beneath the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. And he washes it down with an entire gallon of water. Yeah, it's all green and stuff too. Like I seen that. Everything's like, green. That's plant food. Green's the devil's color, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret tells him that she made him a breakfast. He looks at her and says, "I'm not hungry." Then he turns and walks back into the basement. When he's gone, she grabs the jar from beneath the sink and sees that it was plant food that he was eating. Of course it was plant food. Obviously it was plant food. Duh. What else is green? Uh, just plant food. Yep. No, that's it. Later on, Margaret is on the phone with Mom, telling her about Dad's odd behavior. Mom gives the same old excuses of Dad just being way into his work, too busy, blah blah blah. Margaret asks when she's coming home. Because she has a really, really, really bad feeling about Dad. And before she can even finish her sentence, Dad pops up like a fucking monster in a horror movie and snatches the phone out of her hand. This whole scene, oh my god. Oh, it's so creepy. So he's sitting there, he's having like a normal sounding conversation with Mom. But all the while, he's staring directly at Margaret and not moving. He tells Mom, bye, and hangs up. Yeah, like, uh, it's so long. It's like a full minute of him having this conversation with his wife, and he's just staring at Margaret the entire time, who was, like, in shock, scared herself. Like, she's mm-hmm. uh, so fucking... I don't understand. Oh, I don't get it! <laughs> it's the plants, baby! 
I know it's the plants, but it's just so weird. Yeah. Dad starts to walk off, and Margaret says, Hoo boy, I hope Aunt Eleanor starts feeling better. Dad stops and slowly turns his head like a Terminator to look at her <laughs> for a moment. And then he walks away. Yeah. It's nighttime again, and Margaret is in bed. She's awoken by some growling, shuffling noises, and she sees some odd shadows on her door. After a moment, she gets out of bed to investigate. Following the sound to the bathroom, she looks through some slats in the door. Yeah, or weird, right? I th- Yeah, that's weird for a bathroom door. Especially a bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> Only no, a bathroom door. <laughs> she sees Dad at the sink, unwrapping some bandages around his arm. His arm has a greenish hue, and it's also dripping green goo. Yeah. He bends down to wash his face, and Maggie can see that his hair is starting to sprout leaves. Yes. Yep. So, he's a leaf man. Yep. Dad notices that someone is watching and quickly looks towards the door. Margaret hauls her ass back to bed and quickly jumps in and closes her eyes, pretending to have been asleep the whole time. You could probably just skip this entire scene. It's a huge waste of time. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. Dad makes his way to the door and opens it, loudly saying, Margaret? She clenches her eyes shut so hard that it's very obvious that she's not really asleep. Yeah. But I guess Dad buys it because he walks off and closes the door. Yeah, her eyes are like forced shut so hard that it's like they're sinking into themselves. Yeah, like I thought the top eyelid was going to go through the bottom one. (laughs) We get a quick scene of the basement with all the plants bathed in green light jiggling around, which transitions (laughs) us into the next day. Yeah. Casey is lying in his bed asleep until the quietest little sound makes him snap upright to find Margaret at the foot of his bed. What are you doing? He asks. She tells him, I'm scared, Casey. I saw some shit last night. Dad cut his arm, and there was this green slop pouring out, and he was talking to himself, and he had leaves growing out of his head. Casey, of course, tells her that she's nuts. Was he talking to himself? I don't think so. I don't remember him talking to himself, but she says that. Alright, whatever. Doesn't matter. So she is nuts. (laughs) She asks him, You want to know what I think? And Casey doesn't care what she thinks, but he asks anyway. She says, I think Dad is a mad scientist, which... Yeah. He's a plant person. (laughs) Well, he's a plant person as the result of mad scientistry. Alright, so she's half right. (laughs) So, eh, 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 ding, ding. (laughs) No, one ding. One ding only. (laughs) Ding. There we go. Dad yells from downstairs for the two kids. They look at each other and then make their way downstairs. In the dining room, Dad greets the two, still wearing his baseball cap, but now also sporting a beautiful flower apron. Yes, he doesn't want to get anything dirty while he's making his children some food. Or maybe he just wants to cover his plant guts. Uh, alright, now you're talking crazy talk. (laughs) Dad's cooking breakfast and seems to be in a much lighter mood. Yes. He kind of goes back and forth, doesn't he, between, like, just staring and not saying much, and then being like, hey, kids, Mm -hmm. are you scared? Let me, uh, soothe you right down. some breakfast. Yeah, this is exactly, I don't know, gaslighting is just a thing in Goosebumps, not sure. This is exactly what an abusive person would do. Textbook. Mm -hmm. Dad tells him, coming right up, two of Dad's specials. The kids slowly take their seats. Casey asks Dad what's up with the hat, because Dad apparently hates baseball. Yeah, um, you don't have to hate baseball to, like, that's not the point of baseball. I don't know. Never mind. Fucking whatever. (laughs) You don't have to like baseball to wear a baseball hat. Yeah. That's just a hat. Dad puts the cookware down and says, Alright, kids. You must think your dad has been acting pretty darn weird, huh? And neither of the kids say anything, but they both kind of look around nervously. Dad asks, Is something wrong, Margaret? Something bothering you come on let it out and she finally says i saw you last night in the bathroom which is a weird way to start any discussion yep dad has his arms crossed again and he's not cool and relaxed anymore he asks you spying on me (laughs) she quickly responds no i just i mean and dad puts his hand up to shut her up he finishes her thought saying you were just concerned about me. Margaret just says, Dad, 
Why were leaves growing out of your head? <laughs> oh. And Dad tells the kids, Oh, it's all good, babies. Head leaves are just a side effect. My hair is going to grow back soon. That's why I'm wearing this dope baseball cap. Yeah, right. Just so he's trying to make it just seem like it's just one of those things that happen. Just happens. You just grow leaves for a little bit. No biggie. Yeah, trying to play it cool, but it's not really working. Margaret is not letting it go, though, asking him why he had that green ooze slopping out of his arm. And Dad seems less prepared to answer this one, telling her that it wasn't coming out of my cut. It was, uh... Just from the leaves. Yeah, that's it. He leans down and lowers his voice, telling the kids, I'm working on something very, very unusual. It's a plant that's part animal. And he's got a big smile on his face. I kind of appreciate that he's going to get into this a little bit more with the kids, because I'm sure they have a lot of questions. But uh, Yes, we all do. I feel like it's a little too Like, why? Why, for example? Why is a good question. We'll see if he answers that. Maggie says, You mean... You're taking animal cells and putting them in plants? She sounds disgusted, and Dad's smile fizzles away. He says, I can't tell you any more. He Shut then up, asks, Dad. Eat shit. <laughs> he, I can give you one word at a time. One word every three days. Ugh. Get fucked, Dad. That's what I'm saying. God, Your research guy. is dumb. Dad then asks, how about some breakfast? And he goes and gets that food that he was prepping earlier. Into their bowls, he sloshes some foul-looking green shit. It looks kind of like creamed spinach to me, maybe, but uh, way grosser. Yeah, it's definitely spinach and something else. Dad just tells him, eat. (sighs) Casey is like, um, excuse me, Dad, but what the fuck is this? And Dad tells him it's his special recipe. Now dig in. Margaret says... It don't smell too good. Dad responds, it will taste just fine. Now eat. God, what the fuck? The music gets more tense as he forces them to start eating. They're about to take a bite when they're saved by the doorbell. Saved by the bell, yes. Kyle cheers. Who's so funny? (laughs) Dad is like, shit. When I get back, I expect those bulls to be empty. As soon as dad is out of the room, the kids get up with their bulls to dump that shit in the trash. Yes. Yeah, I don't blame him. No, not at all. Casey stands lookout while Margaret takes an extraordinarily long time scooping that green filth out. Yeah, right into the garbage can. The guest at the door is someone from the university coming to check on the progress of Dad's experiment. Yes, for some reason, the place that fired him is coming in to check on him. Does it make sense? Yeah. Nope. Nope, doesn't. He's showing them. Gonna get back at the universe, though. Dad comes into the kitchen and asks... You kids finish your breakfast? The two children are sitting at the table like, Mmm, yeah, that stuff was actually delicious. Dad whips his apron off and tells them to go play outside. Later on, Margaret and Casey are throwing a frisbee around. She says that she doesn't trust anything Dad says these days. Casey responds, Hey, at least he told us about his experiments. Did he, To which Maggie says, Yeah, but what about that green garbage he wanted us to eat? Good question. Why are they just recapping the episode right now? Because there's nothing else that happens. <laughs> you could have just started from right here. We would, <laughs> we would have been on the same page. You're like, all right, Casey does the rainforest, and then they throw <laughs> the food in the garbage, and now we're here. <laughs> and I would have been like, all right, yeah, I can fill in the blanks. <laughs> Margaret whips that frisbee, and it goes over Casey's head and lands in the bushes. Casey goes to grab it, but when he does, he hears Dad and the other man arguing. He tries to eavesdrop, but a vine slithers its way out of the bushes like a snake and yeah. poises itself ready to strike. Finally, something is going to happen. <laughs> as it does, we get hit with the to be continued. What? So, nope. Bullshit. Nothing interesting. <laughs> And you know, when we come back to part two, it's going to be like, just kidding. Uh, I think uh, Margaret's going to slice it in half with that frisbee. Okay. Yeah, like fucking Xena with her chakram or whatever. Yeah. She's going to throw the frisbee. It's going to cut through that. Would that be cool? That would be amazing. I'd be like, oh, wait, this episode's (sighs) the best episode. Never mind. What was I thinking? 
Have you ever seen Xena? I kind of want to watch it. I have, yeah. So, that's the end of the episode, Cortland. I feel like there's nothing really more to say. There's not, honestly. Um, um, it's an oddly dark episode. Um, nothing much happens. It's unfortunate, really, for the two-parters that part one always has to really just be setting up for yeah, part but, two. So, I mean, Haunted Mask part one, that was fine. Welcome to Camp Nightmare part one was pretty all right. Cortland. Yes. What's the moral of this episode? What is the actual moral, and what is the moral that you okay. think R.L. Stein was trying to get across in this half of the story? Uh, all right. I feel like the... I don't know, Brandon. There's not really much we're going with here. I feel like the moral of the story is that you need to pay attention to your kids more. Like, as a, on the dad side of things, like, you should pick up on when your daughter is like, you know, you're not spending time with me. Like, even if she doesn't tell you, you should be able to know that. If she makes you a delicious breakfast, like, who cares if it sucks? Go up and fucking eat it. Yeah. Don't beat your kids. <laughs> Dad sucks, and he definitely wow. bears the biggest responsibility for being a shitty parent. But even though, you know, mom can't do much because aunt whatever's dying. Yes. Like, don't leave your kids with a psychopath. An, ab- an abusive father, yeah. Like, she knows that he can't do anything because she tells the kids, hey, you've got to take care of dad. So, I don't know. Just be a be a good parent all around to everyone. Yeah, that's what it is. Be a good parent. Yep. This one's for the parents out there. <laughs> I just didn't... I I wanted to like this episode, like I said before. Um, people on Twitter were like, oh yeah, Seattle the Basement's really good. I'm not seeing it so far, you guys. Not gonna lie. Like, maybe part two's gonna wow me, but so far... Uh, just the vibe I get from this episode, not liking it. Well, Cortland, what do you think's going to happen from here on out? That's a good question, Brandon. I think that it's going to be plant people. I mean, I kind of talked about that last episode. People, um, plural? Yes, because the the part where um, Margaret goes into the basement and she gets like her hand strangled by that plant and then gets pricked, I think that's going to turn into a plant Margaret. Mm. That's what I, I definitely Pod think that's going to happen. Yeah, pod people. Um, I don't really know how the resolution is going to happen. I'm assuming that dad is currently a plant people, and that's why he's acting so mean. And uh, they're going to save the day and be like, yay, we got our dad back. But the problem is, Brandon, is that these children are acting so terrified by this man when they don't think he's a plant people. Okay, they think he's regular right. old dad. So the abuse is there already. And that's what I don't like. Well, how long do you think this has been going on? Like, like their entire Do you life. think when he was working at the university, he was just a normal dad, he came home from work, and he was like, all right, princess, let's watch movies. And it's yeah. only been in the last, you know, month or so that he's been out of work that all this bad shit's been happening. I think that dad has a mean streak and he beats them or something. Cause like, that's the only reason that they would act like that. I feel. And something that just came about in a month, I don't think it would put these like primal fear in these children. So maybe he was better when he had a job and then it just got really, really bad when he, maybe he wasn't better. Maybe he was just gone more. That could be it too. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I think, I feel like we're talking about, I think the story is going to have a, a happy ending Me too. or at least you know what they think is a happy ending i'm genuinely interested in seeing what part two is all about because i want the story to get better and i think part two is going to be where all the action is considering mm-hmm. there was none of that in the first part um I'm, I'm hoping for a satisfying resolution but just the knowledge that dad you know that imposing figure is doing that to these children's like psyche and stuff even though they don't know that he's a pod person like is concerning to me. Like, I don't know how a family could get back together after that kind of a situation, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. Well, Well, we're going to find out next week. Yeah. Yeah, Like I said, I'm sorry for talking about these kind of heavier subjects so much this episode, but like this episode brought me to it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Arl Stein was really uh, digging into some serious topics when he made stay out of the basement. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even if, if it wasn't dad, like if it was a school teacher, it would have been a better episode, in my opinion. I think dad is legitimately scary. He's got, he's got something going like, on. Like, 
All the monsters that we've seen so far have been less scary than this dad just, like, staring at Margaret while he's talking on the phone. Yeah, well, I think that's because we're old people, and we realize that people are the real monsters of the world. And I think this episode kind of emphasizes that, even though, you know, they're plant people. (laughs) So they're monsters, but... That's just symbolism. Yeah, exactly, yes. People are the real plants, Cortland. (laughs) Hey, I've seen Don Cheadle turn people into plants, so... (laughs) You're a fucking tree. <laughs> All right. Well, next week we have Stay Out of the Basement Part 2. Yeah. But I think that's it for this episode. All right. That's all there is to say. That is. That's it. That's all I want to say about Part 1. Looking forward to Part all 2, right. though. I will, I'll yeah. be honest. I'm invested. Well, I've been up all night, and I will see you next week for Part 2. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. I wonder if Dad's doing the rainforest.